What's good, what's good? It's your girl, Just Be Real. And welcome back for another dope episode of Just Be Real Podcast. Today, I'm going to do a little more for my ladies. And men, y'all should tap in too because y'all need to hear this. It's time for me to go ahead and speak on something that is a little taboo and y'all think is cute, but it's really not. So, enough of me chatting. Let's get real. Happy Sunday, happy Sunday. Another back-to-back for you. Um, hopefully, y'all had a good week. As y'all see... Another week down, another one to start. But um, I definitely wanted to come through real quick and do this for my ladies, mainly my sisters. And when I say my sisters, I mean my black sisters. Um, and it ain't no shade towards nobody else, but I feel like we don't get enough time to just go ahead and just have some time for us, even though we're the ones that a lot of us are bearing the weight of this world on our shoulders. Um, y'all heard one of my favorite MCs, lyricist, wordsmith, Rhapsody. Um, with the Afini joint, and y'all heard what, you know, Tupac said, you know, since we all came from a woman, got our name from a woman, and our game from a woman, I wonder why we hate our woman, why we rape our woman, do we hate our women? Like, real shit. Women, and then Rhapsody comes in with my brother, I love you, even though sometimes you treat me like Glover. If y'all don't know what that means, go back and watch The Color Purple, then they'll make an understand the reference. But real talk, I wanted to come through and talk about this only because it's been weighing heavy on my heart. And um, this past week has been a very, very tough week for me. And I feel like it coincides with what I'm about to talk about. Um, I literally had to have a moment of transparency and vulnerability with my good with my good homegirl and uh, sis, you know, Avia. Shout out to Avia and um, Taylor, my little sister. Shout out to Tay. Because it's like we have this image and in, in, in this thought of, of um, what society feels is the ideology of us being strong. And when I say strong, I'm not saying all women have to be strong, but the black woman is supposed to bear the brunt of what it is to be strong. And it's a false reality and a narrative that's pushed and perpetuated generation after generation until I feel now with this Gen Z mainly where it's like, why do I have to be strong? So today's episode is called, Why Must We Be Strong? Okay, Um, pretty much I'm going to discuss how black women are always being labeled as strong and it's only them that are being able to be strong. Um, But nobody else has to be bear that burden of being strong. And it only is perfect for me to talk about because it weighs on our mental health. And I'm going to be real transparent and vulnerable about this. So trigger warning, if ahead of time to let you know this is about to get a little sensitive um it might get a little deep and it might you know trigger some people in aspects especially if they're still in the you know the process of trying to navigate where they are right now in life given we are in crazy crazy times but as a black woman just navigating on a day-to-day basis whether it be a mother you're a black mother a black sister a black friend a black CEO, a black, you know, accountant. It's it's just a lot. A black student, a black PhD, you know, candidate. There are so many levels with being black and a woman that are enticing to most, but they never want to talk about the struggle of what comes with it. So I wanted to tap into that real quick because we deserve it. We deserve it. Um, I always felt like 
the thought of black women having to be strong was all back to the time of our ancestors when we were brought over here against our will to this land. If you think about it, black women were pretty much the pillar and solid foundation to what slavery was, to, you know, the voice, to giving birth to life, to be able to procreate and give the, you know, the aesthetic of constant reproduction of bringing life into this world. Um, but mainly the black woman, because if you think about it, she was a mother to her own kids, a wife, her sister, a sister friend, um, a daughter to her culture. But to them, she was a wet nurse, a, a play toy, a sex toy, a, you know, a cook, um, a cleaner, the one that had to wipe the tears of not just her own children, but somebody else's. So if you think about people like Mamie and, you know, Aunt Jemima and all those who came before us, um, like Hattie, Mc Hattie Mae McDaniel and, you know, uh, a, a few others um, that have been more so icons to what it is to be a strong black woman. I don't feel like it was something that they asked to have put upon them, but they had to persevere and have tenacity to do so because they knew there were generations coming behind them. To be able to face that adversity is something that's never, that's, is, is something never that you want to bequeath because it literally shadows the true essence of vulnerability. But I feel more so today in society it's frowned upon because it's harder for a strong quote unquote black woman to have that dream of the white picket fence and the husband and kids, not saying it's not possible, but there's more that stems to it and more, I guess you can say branches to that tree that's been rooted. So when you have men who say they want a woman who's independent, y'all know about Destiny's Child independent woman, it becomes a juxtaposition in sorts because you want a woman who's independent, but you want her dependent for you. You want a woman that's strong-minded and strong-willed, but you want her to be submissive. And, and I use the word submissive loosely because everybody has their true definition. You want her to be submissive and be a follower behind you, but you're not able to lead. But you feel like that's because constitution by the Bible head of household supposed to be you. But in reality, if you really think about it, the woman is the head of the household. Because men are not, not most men cook, not most men clean, not most men take care of their kids. Men look at watching their own kids as babysitting. Listen to what I'm saying. A lot of men who are not put in the position or have the mindset to look as it being a true provider and being equally yoked to have that balance to literally be on the even playing field with their wives, look at when they have to watch their kids as babysitting. Where even to the point sometimes the mother has to go ahead and get a babysitter or a nanny to step in because to the fathers, I'm going to watch my game as long as you keep quiet and say out my way, it is what it is. You see what I'm saying? So the mother has to sometimes step in and be the one to think in foresight of how how's my child going to be provided for because I know my husband ain't going to really pay attention. 
You know what I'm saying? Mom goes out of town. Husband's home with the kids. She has to meal prep for the week because you know dad is going to be able to get pizza and they'll eat McDonald's all day and have ice cream for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So when you say head of household, yes, the man's supposed to be the head. But if you think about logically, the woman is the one really running shit because we're the ones psychologically thinking not in just the present but in the future. We're not just thinking in short term, we're thinking in long term. And sometimes most men, and I'm not saying all men, most men don't think about the, the long term as much as they're in the present. Because as long as stuff is good now, why, why think about that later? But it becomes a power struggle because you, you want a woman who has a thought of a mind and a thought of her own, but you want a gold digger at the same time. You can't have both. It's a contradiction. Because why would I want to live off of you when I could provide my own? And then God forbid I'm living off of you, which comes down in a lot of situations where women become housewives, women put their careers on hold and do everything on hold. And then comes back time now when it's time for you to do your thing, because y'all made a, a, a bilateral contract, verbal contract between the two of you that once his career takes off, I'm going to go back to school or do whatever. And then it's a threat to the man because you're taking a step further where you're not going to need him. It's an insecurity factor. So we have to be the strong ones to be like, you know what? I'm a bear the brunt of whatever comes. And it's not fair. If you look at Nick Young and, and his fiance, he's embarrassed her like no end. Yet and still now because she's going back to school watching, you know, the, re, uh, re, what is it? The couples retreat that was on VH1 with Michael Black, Blackson. He's mad because she's going about herself, but she wants her to be more of a housewife and just do the housewifely duties while he just relaxes. He's in retirement. Well, these are your four kids too, bruh. So what you want to do to step up? Why she got to be the strong one? Why she got to hold all the weight alone? And y'all want to be in a union. Union means unite, which means one. You can't just put that all on her. And now you mad because she want to step outside of what y'all made an agreement to that once you retire, she was going to go back to school. So now you got an attitude. Black men, it kind of makes sense, which we're going to be, this is going to go probably into the next episode of why your flavors, and I'm going to put that, take that how you want, are so diverse in your palates. Black women are too strong for y'all, but yet and still, those are the same black women that raised y'all. Let me run that back. Black women are too strong for y'all, but these are the same women that bear the burdens of their back with childbirth and brought you into this world where they're not truly for you. But baby, nobody's going to understand your struggle as much as we do because when it comes to the levels of hierarchy on this totem pole, white men, white women, black men, black women, and we're at the bottom. So if anybody's going to be able to coincide with your thought process and your mental capabilities of what you're able to withstand, it's going to be a black woman. Your flavors are cute, but they're not in the same struggle as you. And even though y'all choose y'all flavors, black women are always the ones advocating for y'all black asses. Even down to the gays, baby. Flame and Rose said it best. Biologically, by anatomy, a woman can never be a man and a man can never be a woman because that's what you were born and birthed into, right? And he had a recent conversation with Macy Gray. And I agree with him that nowadays it's taking so much offense when people speak their opinions because everybody's entitled to one. But the science is the science. As much as uh, which, which Saucy Santana said, like, oh, black women try to be 
Baby, no. Because like, like Flamer Rose said, when I was growing up, in order to know how to act like the female or the he, she, we, I am today, I had to watch my aunties. I had to watch my mother. Because that was my blueprint to know what it is to be a woman. I can always act like a woman, but I will never biologically be a woman. Okay? So Santana's out his mind. Yes, gays do a lot, but y'all are emulating a lot of what we anatomically are able to be a female. Vice versa for males. You can have a transgender man. He will never be fully a man. You can identify as such, but your anatomy will never fully say you are a man because that's not what you were born into. But we will respect you enough to address you as what you see fit. And that's just a respect factor. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But to be a black woman, you would have to also endure not just what you have transitioning into it because you change your anatomy or try to attempt to change your anatomy, but the psychological mindsets of what it takes that black women are ever treated equal. There's no equity across the board for us. It's always we have to take 20 steps further just to take your five steps. I'm going to put it to you like this. So this week, like I said, has been a stressful week. And I said I had to be vulnerable. I probably said this more than one too many times. And I probably reference Amanda Seals on a regular basis about this because in my mind, it's a fact. Those who speak the truth will always be chastised for the reality of the world that is foreseen and trying to be blinded. Jess, what the hell are you talking about? Those who speak the truth on what we are facing in this world will always be cast out as the enemy, uh, the devil, the man-hater, X, Y, and Z, because it's easier to process that than processing the truth that we're stagnant. So when you think about that mindset of how much backlash Amanda Seals faces, as opposed to backlash from others, that are black men that do as much controversial bullshit as her. It's frowned upon more for her for being a black woman speaking up as it is for a black man. Well, he'll get the praises and accolades as for a woman. She won't. So let's say, for instance, when Boozy said that he let his 12 year old son get, you know, uh, get oral sex from a grown woman at a young age. Niggas is praising him for it because they think that shit is cute. But let that have been a female getting oral sex from a grown man. All of a sudden it's, oh my God, that's so sick. Why is there always that double standard? Either way, it's pedophilia. Regardless of where you tomato, tomato, potato, potato. But it's always when it comes to strength, the black woman is the first thing that pops in your mind. Now y'all can't tell me right now if I say, Strength, a woman full of strength, a woman full, a woman that's strong. You're not going to tell me a black woman's not going to be the first thing you think of outside of your own mothers if you're not a part of the black community. Because we always have to carry everybody else's load, but never is anybody there to unload for us. So I challenge those who are not black women or those who are black men. Don't just say you, you, you know, you, you love us or whatever, because y'all got all these different flavors, but no fully advocation for us. See and find out how you can advocate for us in ways where we don't have to be strong. And you break down that stigma of a strong black woman having to be, I don't have to shed tears. I don't have to, you know, I have to take whatever is given. It's not the truth. I almost had a mental breakdown this week. 
And if I didn't take the time to step back and put my mental health first and speak to those in my circle that I trusted with my inner workings and understand me, baby would have been a disaster. And we've already seen what suicide has done for in the black community because it just takes but so much of the weight of the world and then all of the matting, you're gone. And then once you're gone, everybody's mourning you. But it was like, where were you at when I had to keep this strength? Where were you at? Just because I carry the load well does not mean it's not heavy. Let me run that back. Just because I carry the load well does not mean it's not heavy. Just because I smile all the time doesn't mean that I'm okay. Just because I laugh and I make jokes doesn't mean that I'm not hurting. And I'm speaking for myself so y'all can understand. What I give y'all on social media is what I choose to give. But just because I'm laughing, ki ki, he he ha ha, and doesn't mean I'm not struggling internally. I don't need, doesn't mean I don't need a friend to be an ear. Doesn't mean I'm not waiting for somebody to ask me, are you okay? How's your mental? Because those simple things show strength. That strength. Opening yourself up. To be willing to go ahead and put yourself out there in a, in a way that is not common for generations prior to us. My mom's from the baby boomer generation. You ask her what a strong black woman is, she'll probably give you everything physical and tangible as a strong black woman. Then might add in, she handles her business. She's about hers. She's a boss. Main thing black women love saying she's a boss, but what does a boss mean? What, what is a boss entitled? To me, boss stands for battling others while still smiling. Boss is an acronym for me as battling others while still smiling. Because how often do we have to turn off our AAVE in corporate America while we're fighting the micro oppression, the micro oppression, the microaggression, the passive aggressions, and still having to smile while we, we're trying to be belittled, destroyed, diminished, and demeaned in a whole arena that's not meant for us to be in. Battling others while still smiling. If you look on social media, that's exactly what a strong black woman is when she says she a boss. Because baby, in reality... There's 1% of America that's living the American dream. And a lot of them are not, a, not black or people of color. So you're fighting and scrapping to be seen and heard. <coughs> Excuse me, y'all. <coughs> While thinking that bringing your fellow sister down is going to work. That strength to you? Nah. I don't want to just be a boss. I want to be a real pillar or a real depiction of what a real strength is as a black woman where I'm not bearing that burden alone where there's a we and not just me where my sister tribe and my sisters are able to lift me and push me to propel forward to be my best self where I don't feel like I got to do it alone or there's this there's this whole theory of a strong black woman oh I don't need nobody I'm cutting niggas off da, 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 da. yeah but if you're cutting people off are those the ones that are hurting you more than healing you because then there's a difference but if you're cutting them off over super superficial bullshit, then you got more work to do than you think, my sister. You're going to forever be strong and then get mad when nobody asks you what's wrong. 
we put sometimes put this on ourselves and I can speak for myself included where we just feel like we have to just keep fighting, fighting, fighting to win the war. But sometimes some battles don't even need to be fought because the war is already won and we still just out here just fighting our way, just jabbing, punching and jabbing. Whole time we shadow boxing our own demons and in reality, we ain't even got a shadow boxing because we left them back then and we already overcame that but we just want to go back and revert back to what it was. Because it's easier and it makes you look stronger. Fuck that shit. Why? Why? Be, I don't want to just be a boss. I want to be a boss. Okay? B-A-W-S-E. Okay? I don't want to just be a boss. I don't want to just battle. Okay? I want to be able to be beautiful and all within me and sustain my energy. Okay? Be beautiful with all that's within me and sustain my energy. Because if I can be a boss over a boss, that means I'm controlling my narrative. That means I'm being the true example of being a real model, not a role model, a real model in what it is to be a true person of strength. Not a black, strong black woman, a person of strength. See, there's a difference. A person of strength means I can just, I'm just a part of the number where I'm just strong like everybody else. But it's not the first thing that comes out of somebody's mouth when they see me. They can see amongst me and my peers, me and my fellow sisters, me and my cohorts, me and my whoever, that we all got the same level of strength. But that's not the first thing they're going to be like, oh, yeah, your energy just gives. Your energy is infectious. Because I've had somebody tell me my energy is strong or my energy is very strong and comes on strong before I'm called strong. Don't let that go over your head. Beauty always within while sustaining my energy before battling others while struggling while st while still struggling to smile like what is the point because if i'm not real within i can't be real without and if i'm not real without i can't be real with others stop perpetuating this thought process of strong being this one-dimensional perception. Lean on your sister friends. Let that black man in and know that you don't, just because that other black, that black boy, and I won't say man, because a man's going to be able to withstand all that comes with you, and being able to have effective communication and knowledge of your emotional intelligence and be highly intelligent themselves to be able to just know like, hey, baby, you look tired. Lean on me. Hey, my sister, everything all right? You looking a little, you've you been a little different. You, you want to talk about it? And this is why I'm so grateful for Avia. And I'm so grateful for Tay because if I didn't put that shield down and surrender to myself, I would be reverting back to my old parasuicidal ways of maybe it's time to cut. Because I feel like I got to fight the world alone, but I'm not alone. But I know that I'm being an example for that next little black girl, that next little black boy who sees 
I want to be a senior accountant. I want to do that. But ain't enough of us there because they're so quick and ready to quit. Not realizing there's somebody still watching us to be able to try to be able to be our successor. Because at some point in time, we got to pass the baton. We can't run the race forever. So if we keep this knowledge and energy within ourselves, that's being able to be spread and knowledge into the, those that come behind us. We ain't got to worry about the future. The future will be female, but it's only if we tell the truth. We can pass the baton to our daughters, but if we're passing that transgenerational trauma, that constant negative thinking, the you're seen and not heard theology, you know them black rhetorics that we think we were taught in the household that, oh, what happens in this house stays in this house. And we pass that down to our kids where there's not that open communication. How much further are we going to get if we don't break that curse to let them know when we're passing this baton, it's with pure intent and integrity to let you know, stick with your moral ethic, stick with your values, be true to self, be unapologetic and do it with, do it fearlessly, but do it, don't do it alone. So why must we be strong? And why must we be the ones doing it alone? It's something that you really have to think about. Because when you come from trauma, subconsciously without even knowing it, it gets passed down. My grandmother's from the silencer generation, born in the 1920s. A time where the world was real crazy, where she grew up in Jim Crow. Parents were sharecroppers in the South. You know what I'm saying? Nothing more than a fourth grade education. Trying to find where ends meet to make ends meet. My grandfather, a paratrooper in World War II. How do you think that strong black woman who came from sharecroppers, the strong black man who came from the Mideast and from Little Rock, Arkansas, came together to build a bond so strong where they've instilled into my mother and my aunt that strength is fighting for self and all you got to do is da 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 and nobody's going to do it for you, which is true. But networking and using those around you in your circumference as the best of your abilities and y'all feed off of each other is better than just doing it alone. So yes, I'm in my fourth house Pluto. <laughs> And my moon of Scorpio, where it displays that I'm supposed to be the one to change the rhetoric that's been going on for generation and generation and generation. My family dynamic is supposed to be different. The way I express myself and interact with my family is supposed to be different because to them, family is everything. Family over everything. It's always about the family. Ha! It's true, but family is just as trifling as those who don't know you and don't share the same bloodline. I'd rather choose family to be forced into family. So because I choose family and don't force into family, it pushes it to be a different perspective for my mom, which she's not used to because that's not how she was raised. My aunt is a little bit more open to understand the perspective because she realizes it's, it's life or death for me from being my, from my past. My mom is more so close-minded of, this is where I'm at, this is what I know, you're crazy, what are you doing, therapy? It's different. But when there's a synastry between my fourth house and my 12th house, which is in Leo, where my Jupiter and Venus is, hence why my ass left home in 08 and never been back, because I can't deal with that and that be spewed on me to make me feel like I'm forced into that mindset 
when I can move on, be free and find out for myself what I, what the world has to offer and more opportunities outside of just self. A lot of black women spit this rhetoric of strong and supportive, but behind closed door be the most evil spirited fucking individuals known to man. They do it for the gram. They do it for show. Whole time, don't even have no true conversations with those same sisters or your sis that you have on social media. Consistency. Because as much as you're striving to get to that 1%, so is that sister. But just because her path is a little different than yours, don't mean that you know better, don't mean she's no less. But why not come together and have the camaraderie to know that if I win, she wins. If she wins, we win. And that's what's strong about being a black woman. When we all have the strength and the power within each other to know that we can propel, attract, and ignite each other to be that fiery flame of boldness and unity. Hence why Queen Latifah and MC Ladd are my favorite MCs, why Rhapsody is one of my favorite MCs, because there's never not been a moment where Rhapsody has not paid homage to Queen Latifah and MC Light for her being where she is today in this hip-hop realm. I will always respect an individual or a woman who's able to pay homage and say, I didn't get here alone. Somebody paved the way for me. And as long as I do it, I'm going to go ahead and always give them their respect and their flowers while I'm here. Why do we not give each other our flowers while we're still able to do it? Why do we wait until after it's gone? When Lotto went ahead on the BET Awards and gave Mariah Carey her flowers, literally, that set a tone like, damn. Even when Jack Harlow had Brandy come out on first class, knowing that was a whole situation, that's, that's what I need. I need to see more of that. That shows strength as a union, not just for a black woman by saying, yo, I'm going to get Brandy on this. She about to bust out at the BET Awards and shake some shit up a bit. Be a boss, not a boss. Be exactly what you would want your daughter, your niece, or any younger female to be able to be proud to say, I know her. And black men uplift, sustain, invigorate, inspire, and sometimes just hold that black woman's hand. It's necessary. We don't always got to be strong. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Peace and love.